Blog Talk Radio. This is Bobby Keys of WebRadio.com. And when I'm not on the air, I like to sit down and read a good magazine. The magazine I like is called 50 Plus, the second half magazine. It's a magazine all about the baby boomers. 50 Plus, the second half magazine features the legends of classic soul like Delphonics, Jerry Butler, the Stylistics, the Manhattans, just to name a few. Read their stories and hear it straight from them. 50 Plus, the second half magazine also covers health care as well as the lives of everyday people. 50 Plus, the second half magazine is there to share information with you. So order your copy today. Go to the website at www.50plusthesecondhalfmagazine.com and check them out on Facebook at PAB Magazine. 50 Plus, the second half magazine. It's all about the baby boomer. Tonight's show, The Power of Being a Winner, is sponsored by 50 Plus, the second half. It's our time online radio. Now, let's get ready for your host, Donald L. Dalbridge, coming up next. Good evening, good evening, good evening. I don't know if to start this show off tonight with a, a breeze, a cool breeze, or whoosh. I tell you, we just came through here in uh, Tampa and the state of Florida. We just came through a little something-something. And I really shouldn't even put the word little in there. I should say a big something-something that could have turned out to be uh, giant or gigantic, such as Hurricane Irma. But before I get to her, ladies and gentlemen, you know I got to I gotta roll out the red carpet because you know I got to do that to welcome everybody in. What good is this show if I don't roll out the red carpet to all my guests? It's like a magic carpet ride. You are now tuned into another exciting show, The Power of Being a Winner. And yes, happily, blessedly, I am your host. Donald L. Dowrich, Jr. As always, I'd like to thank each and every one of you all who are tuned in tonight, because if it wasn't for your listening ears, I don't think this show would be here. I don't think I would be here. And if it wasn't for the numbers that you all are giving me, I most definitely would not be here. And I want to thank again all of you all. Uh, for tuning in wherever you may be, if you're here in Tampa, if you're on the other side of the world, or where have you. Uh, with my numbers update, the numbers update for the show is very outstanding. So that lets me know that uh, more and more people are coming online to enjoy the show and they enjoy basically uh, the motivational information and information that I'm putting out there in general for you, the general public. And basically, the power of being a winner, I I want to, and and I'm not even going to put the word try in, I want to, I am going to continue to put positive information out there to you. 
is constantly said here in 2017, the struggle is real. If the struggle is real, the last thing we need to do is to revert back, be back, go back, turn back, be back on negative. And everybody who is uh, currently attempting to infiltrate your life and your positive lifestyle with negativity, it's up to you to bolt that door shut because you got somewhere to go and you got a destination. And baby boomers, I'm listening today. So what? You are 50, 60, 70 years old. You are not done. You are just beginning to live. 30 years from now, you are still living. 99 years old. Look at here. Uh, uh, Ex-president. They call him the peanut man. Carter. Jimmy Carter. 92 years old. This man is 92 years old, and I saw a recent picture of him yesterday. The man is standing at a podium with a nice suit on, addressing America on the latest issues that are, that are happening here in this country. So if this man at 92 years old is standing, be, standing before America, addressing America on the current issues, Baby boomers, think about what you can do. And please, please, I understand about the racial situation that is going on in this country. I understand what it is to be a black man in this country. I understand the doors that are shut, the doors that are being attempted to be shut in our faces, the, the, all the little small backdoor dealings that are going on to attempt to stop us. But I do know this. Faith. 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 Keep that faith intact. Keep it in place. No man on this earth got you like G-O-D. So I'm just saying all this to say that there is no stopping point. There was a group back in the days, AWB, old school, average white band, <laughs> pick up the pieces. I remember that, boy, because when that song, as soon as that song came on, the first two seconds, you know where I was at. I was on that floor. Pick up the pieces. You see what I'm saying? So pick up the pieces and let's keep moving forward. 50 plus the second half. What good is me, theme host, Donald L. Dowrich Jr., being your host, being on this phone, and being in your ear? If there was no 50 plus the second half, the true word, ladies and gentlemen, 
50 plus the second half magazine. Each issue, there is always something compelling, always something to help you with your health. Talking about health, you know, since I'm going to talk about Hurricane Irma, um, my lady and I the other day, we took a ride around town, and we ran, rode a little bit out of town as well. But we got on the south side of town, and when I say the south side of town, those who are listening and live here in Tampa, Hillsborough County, quite naturally you should be familiar with the area of um, Gandhi Boulevard. On Gandhi Boulevard, quite naturally, like any major thoroughfare, you're going to see fast food restaurants. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I witness or we witness lines, car lines, people standing in line at Checkers, Burger King, uh, well, McDonald's was closed, but Taco Bell and a few other of these type restaurants that will clog up your arteries. Oh, KFC, that will clog up your arteries that will add some juice around the waist, and it will have you looking in the mirror, wondering, where did all this come from? Ladies and gentlemen, if you're eating that type of food and you're not, I stress, and you're not exercising, you know, and I realize baby boomers, we're not young chickens anymore. We're not young kids, so, you know, it's not so easy you know, after you had a good meal to get up and go out and, and, and play football or to, or, or to get out and go, you know, play jacks or jumping jacks or uh, jumping rope or climbing the monkey bars, et cetera, et cetera, or even playing basketball. I know it's not easy anymore. You know, our bodies don't work like they used to. However, if you just get out and go walk, get that meal in you, go walk it out. You know what I mean? Uh, get that meal in you, stretch it out. And if you're able to run two, three miles, run it out. You see what I'm saying? Because you only get one. You only get one year. So you got to take care of you. You got to exercise. And please, you can't blame it on the food. You can't blame it on the alcohol. You can't blame it on anything if you don't exercise your right. And I'm guilty. I'm usually in the gym, but because of what we went through, yeah, I didn't, I didn't uh, um, tip the scale a little heavy. So uh, I will be bouncing back in the gym, getting it back, getting my gym back on. Because there ain't nothing like being healthy. So please, ladies and gentlemen, be easy on yourself. Take care of yourself. Because you know we only get one. And I and trust me, I've said it again. I've said it on previous shows that if I had uh, two lives, and I ain't talking about the two-live crew, but if I had two lives, trust me, I know where that first life would have went. But since I only get one like everybody else, you know, I take and use this one. And I did the hand that I'm dealt, I got to work with it. The hands that you're dealt, you have to work with it. And in the end, in tone, we all got to work together. We all got to work together because we're in this life together. And trust me, ladies and gentlemen, there's only one way in and there's only one way out of this bad boy. And please, you know, I, you know, I know this. 
I say please a lot, don't I? <laughs> Just call me the begging man. Please. Boy, where, where's Barry White and Keith Sweat when you need them? Please. That's right. And Teddy Pendergrass, where do you at when you need them? Boy, but in all truth, please, ladies and gentlemen, take care of yourself. Because we only get one life. And I might have mentioned that, which I did, that I had my physical a couple, my yearly physical a couple uh, weeks ago, and I walked away a healthy specimen. Blood pressure, PSA, prostate, uh, my cholesterol is a little high, can't leave. Matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and snitch on myself. I had like five chocolate chip cookies back to back. Um, that's my weakness. But to any veil, any avail, please, ladies and gentlemen, take care of yourself. This show is sponsored by uh, no other than 50-plus, the second half. I'm glad to have you on tonight. We couldn't do it without you. Uh, as always, you can call in to the show, 347-539-5867. Again, 347 347- Five three nine five eight six seven. And if you want to add anything to the show tonight, we will be talking about Hurricane Irma. Um, we are so thankful here in Florida because after listening to and seeing the devastation that took place in Houston. We are definitely thankful that we did not wind up like that. And listening to the news report, they mentioned that uh, New Orleans, Houston, and forgive me, I forget the other city, and Tampa is mixed into the, these cities are the most prone for floods. Irma had decided instead of coming straight up the state, if she just made it a little little more to the, um, to the west of the state of Florida. When she came in, she came in through the gates of Naples. But if she would have held off and decided that, hey, I'm not even going to come in through Naples, I'm going to go in through Tampa. And that little that little gutty right there, I'm going to go in through that Tampa, Pinellas County, St. Petersburg door right there. Trust me, ladies and gentlemen, Tampa, Florida would have been Naples. Or instead of Naples, it would have been us. Totally flooded out. And for the likes of me, I just can't, and I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, if my mind does not expand to that magnitude. But for the likes of me, and even just turning around looking out my window and looking at the top of the building across the street, I just can't imagine water that high. As much as I've tried to imagine. And I've even thought about what would I do? And trust me, I'm I am a good swimmer. And one thing for sure, 
at the age of 13 or 14 and being thrown in, in 13 feet of water and not knowing how to swim and, and was dared to come out of the water, you better believe, ladies and gentlemen, I learned how to swim. And even at this age of 60, I can swim like a shark. Now, I, I can't swim that good on top. But underwater, Phelps ain't got nothing on me. Me and Phelps, we'll go, we'll go five or six laps. Then I'm going to let him go because I'm going to get tired after the fifth one. Just imagine. And I have a picture up on screen here on my computer uh, of a vehicle, which is a Cadillac um, SUV, rolling through water that is, that is waist high, or, or should I say uh, halfway up the truck, uh, maybe covering the tires. And I'm just imagining that. I'm also imagining all those homes like in Naples and Key West, all those homes on the Caribbean islands, and more so on the Caribbean islands that are, you know, because of the way that they're built, that is totally wiped out. Yeah, my heart goes out to Key West. My heart goes out to Naples. But when I think about the Caribbean islands and uh, Cuba and uh, Puerto Rico and all those islands that got hit, I mean, it's like a drop of water devastated. A drop of water, you know, us in the States, you know, yeah, we're going to be devastated, but we're going to bounce back much quicker because we have the resources, we have the finances, we have uh, unity, and we have people who, who, you know, quite naturally, you know, they know what to do. They're trained. Talking about uh, the hurricane, personally, we just came back up with lights uh, yesterday or, or last evening. And I will say that uh, maybe about 1 o'clock I heard, I heard a sound. And next thing I know, I see the lights uh, on the TV as it went off and came back on, went off, came back on, and then it just went off. So it went off for about two hours. And uh, next thing I know, thank God, they came back on. It all started here in Tampa. Uh, and the warning went out. As a matter of fact, the news, um, Fox and NBC and all the local news basically took over regular programming to give us gravel to gravel of the storm as it approached. And once it made that, that I guess, left turn to go north, and, and basically when, when the storm was further back, you know, basically just picking up speed, if you will. Um, they had the newscasters, weathercasters, uh, they had it going east, up east. And basically, in the beginning, not even coming near, or coming near, but not touching uh, America. But as you see, Irma had another thing planned, and we'll get to that other plan. 
after the commercial. DLD, Donald L. Dowers Jr., is your host, the power of being a winner. This is Bobby Keys, and when I'm not on the air, I like to sit down and read a good magazine. The magazine I like is called 50 Plus, the second half magazine. It's a magazine all about the baby boomers. 50 Plus, the second half magazine features the legends of classic soul like Delphonics, Jerry Butler, the Stylistics, the Manhattans, just to name a few. Read their stories and hear it straight from them. 50 Plus, the second half magazine also covers health care as well as the lives of everyday people. 50 Plus, the second half magazine is there to share information with you. So order your copy today. Go to the website at www50 magazine.com and check them out on Facebook at PAB Magazine. 50 Plus, the second half magazine. It's all about the baby boomer. This show is sponsored by 50 Plus, the second half magazine. Now let's get back to the show. I am also looking at um, a gentleman here who on Watson Island Marina in Miami, as they show a picture of him being blown away, believe it or not, and a large-scale boat tilted to the side. I guess the anticipation was, you know, when knowing that Irma was coming as big as she was. Now, just imagine this, as big as she was, covering from the areas of, as they stated, Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Maryland, um, Delaware, Philadelphia, New York, uh, Boston, Massachusetts, and the tip of Canada. Now, you tell me that's a hurricane. And when this hurricane, really not even in, I mean, basically on the tip, if you will, of Key West, and the graph that was the graph that was being shown, basically this hurricane stretched the state of Florida. They also show, let me let me say this, ladies and gentlemen, Tampa, Florida, since I've been living here, and I will say that they, you know, uh, Hurricane Andrew, which did extensive damage back in 1992, uh, 1985, which I recall, uh, Elena. And as a matter of fact, when Elena came, though they were saying, stay in your home, do not come out if you don't need to be out. Uh, this storm is a dangerous storm. Well, I got to come out and let you know. You know, 1985, I think I was 29, somewhere in that area, 29, 30 years old, somewhere. And um, I decided to challenge the elements. So I get out and I get in my car and I ride right to the tip. And ladies and gentlemen, as I recall, it was definitely a frightening experience. A frightening experience because of the fact to have my car blown 
from side to side of the street, being that I'm the only person on the street, which was eerie. Down, and I was in the area of Gandhi Boulevard, and I think it was Gandhi Boulevard and Dale Mavis. And then to get down to the Crosstown Express and to see this barrage of water coming my way. Basically, ladies and gentlemen, in this car, the car and myself, we were about to be covered. And thankfully, I was able to shift my car in reverse. Now, I want you to imagine this. Imagine this. Shift this car in reverse and haul tail out of Dodge because I was done. But I had to see for myself the feel of it. Just get the, get the visual of it. And just to say that, hey, I did it. It almost reminds me when I was in Salinas, California, and earthquake came along. And likewise, being, I mean, well, not likewise, but I, I had just woke up that morning and was preparing for work while I was in the military. And I'm sitting on the side of the bed listening to the news and uh, wrapping my head around a cup of coffee. And all of a sudden, I got coffee spilt all over me, and I said, oh, my God, that's an earthquake. That was my very first earthquake, ladies and gentlemen. And trust me, if you've never been in an earthquake, don't break your neck to be in one because it's not a fun feeling. You've never been in a hurricane, don't break your neck to be in one because it's not an enjoyable feeling. So anyway, Irma hitting, hitting, coming up and hitting Key West. The plea was out for for all residents. If you're in what they call Zone A, Zone A basically is um, if you're living on the waterfront, if you got houses on the waterfront, got houses on the beaches. Quite naturally, you can't pack up your house and leave. However, you can always buy another house. You can always buy another car, clothes, and et cetera, et cetera. But one thing you can't buy, that's another life. And the plea was constantly out for residents to please um, get to shelters, Pack up and leave. Do what you have to do to get to higher grounds and because this hurricane is serious. And knowing that we've had hurricanes and we've had threats in the past, so, you know, if the hurricane doesn't come or if the hurricane comes and it just swoops on, you know, the Houston, uh, Louisiana, Texas, you know, quite naturally, well, we here in Florida, myself as well, we get comfortable and we begin to the chatter, oh, it's not coming here. Oh, well, we can relax, you know. But we have to be mindful when something of an Irma size, something of a Katrina size, something of an Andrew size is coming directly for you. So we can't be um, benign to the fact that, wait a minute, we're going to be in danger, that lives could be lost. And thankfully, I mean, I will say God bless those who lost their life 
uh, as is reported, 22 have lost their life. But think about the numbers could have been much elevated if Irma would have came around that back door off the, off the golf and came in it that way. I want to share something that I, that I pulled up. It says the 2013 World Bank study ranked Tampa, Tampa, Florida, the city in which I live, as the seventh most vulnerable city in the world according to the projected overall cost of damage. Our city's flat geographic make it incredibly vulnerable to hurricanes. It was also less of a focus for preparations as the main brunt of Irma was expected to be felt elsewhere in the state, meaning that when it was reported that uh, Irma will hit the East Coast. So what happened was, let's just say Miami, uh, Fort Lauderdale, or quite naturally Key West, um, West Palm Beach, Fort Pierce, all those cities are along the eastern shore of Florida. So it was projected that Irma was going to go and travel that eastern corridor. So quite naturally, what does that mean? Everyone in those cities began to pack up and leave. So that means that Interstate 75, I'm sorry, Interstate 95 on the eastern coast was backed up. And they showed the traffic that was backed up, I mean, tremendously. So in other words, you're moving maybe an inch an hour. And then all of a sudden, a couple of days later, it's the hurricane has shifted west. So Miami Beach, Miami City, Key West, was still in the bullseye, even when you look at it, because if you look at the map and you see how it's shaped, how it just comes down and Key West is like the tail, something of that magnitude coming in, there is no escape. So before I go forth, just to say that Miami Beach and portions of Miami uh, really felt the bunch of it. That means that houses destroyed. That means that if you're living on the beach or you have a beach house, possibility your houses were destroyed and tipped over. Now, I know some folks, I'm going there, I know some folks that nine times out of ten, they can't afford to live on the beach in a, in a condo or a mansion, if you will. Now, there are some folks like that, and I'm just going to come out and let you know I'm one of those folks. And I also let you know I have no intentions. I never did have intentions in my life. My 60 years of living here, I will be the first to come out and say it is an enjoyable feeling to be able to go out on the beach, to walk the beach, to jump in the water and salt water and swim and play. It is a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful thing to go out on the beach, to run like I used to. I used to go out on the beach and run. It's a beautiful thing to go out on the beach and meet people and, you know what I mean, befriend others. 
it's a beautiful thing to go out on the beach and, you know, just uh, go to the hut and sit out there and, you know, sip on a couple of drinks and what have you, you know, and you and the lady or or lady and your man, you know, or family or what have you. It's a beautiful thing to go out on the beach and rent a bungalow, a bungalow you know. But personally, living on the beach, I'm just going to keep it real with you. Homie, don't play that. Because I think about hurricanes that come. Oh, oh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, can I add the sharks? Can I also add the alligators that might come up and decide, you know, that they, they're hungry? And uh, to be honest with you, I got the right color. <laughs> I don't want neither one of them coming up and say, wait a minute, he be like he's cooked. He came out the oven. <laughs> so, you know, I stay away. You feel me? You know, and looking at Jaws back in the day, the movie Jaws, I, I'm like, all right, I get the message. But all seriousness, uh, just seeing all those wonderful people who had to vacate their premises. And just think about something. I'm going to switch tracks. Just think about something. Here in Tampa, we have it's an eight mile uh, drive. It's an eight mile walk. And uh, a few years ago, believe it or not, I ran the eight miles. Uh, and I'm talking about Bayshore. And ladies and gentlemen, if you ever decide to go out there and you want to run that eight miles, please make sure that you're in good shape. I ran that eight miles. I ran down and I ran back. And believe me, when I ran back, I cramped up like it wasn't nothing. But just the mere fact of looking at TV and seeing people walking, where's the water at? Where's the water? Seeing people walking, it looked like they were out there at least a mile away, maybe two miles. Now, if you don't live in Tampa, you can look on on, uh, uh, YouTube. I pulled it up on YouTube where uh, they did a news story on the fact that the water had disappeared. The water really didn't disappear. Irma had pulled all the water out of the Gulf. So they predicted that Irma pulls the water out, and as she comes closer, the water will come rushing back in, and as it comes rushing back in, it will flood out the whole Bayshore, not only Bayshore, but it will go out as far as maybe Kennedy and even further. When I say Kennedy, Kennedy Boulevard here in Tampa, and even further, not only just there, but then they, they predicted that when, it, that when that water rushes back in, downtown, that's downtown Tampa, would be flooded out as well. So those that lived on Bayshore, those that live close to that area, uh, what's that, Davis Island, you know, um, they were made to to vacate. But just imagine, if you can imagine what's going on in Houston, if you can imagine the the live shots that you may have seen uh, Miami and Naples, that would have been Tampa. So the question is, what about the Highlands? Well, I think back to Katrina, and I'm sure there might have been somewhat, uh, maybe a, a, a hilltop or maybe maybe a ridge there in, in uh, uh, New Orleans. 
despite that, the water rush, and when the dams broke, that was the permission for the water, all that water to gush in. Here in Tampa, as I read, Tampa is the seventh most vulnerable city in the world. So that means that all we really need here in Tampa is a good hurricane to come through. One bad enough to say, you know what, I'm going up to golf and I'm coming in. And thank God we have not seen that. And and trust me, uh, I might be wrong, but I think it's been 90 years since a, a real hurricane has come up in Tampa and really done some serious damage. So, you know, we need to thank, thank God that, you know, we made it through. By the time uh, uh, Irma made it to Tampa, I believe the sustained winds were between 75 and 100, degree, 100 uh, miles an hour. And since we lost our power, we had the windows open. So, you know, that wind was feeling good to me. Now, if it would have shot over, you know, maybe 115, 125, 130, as they projected, because really it started out at 185 uh, in, in, in the Atlantic Ocean. But if it would have been whipping up that high, yes, we would have had to evacuate. But thankfully, it didn't get to that point. Gasoline. I saw so many gas lines. It took me back to, honestly, and if anybody, well, baby boomers, if you remember those days, and matter of fact, guess who the president of the United States was? You got it, the peanut man, Jimmy Carter. That's right. I think it was the oil embargo at the time. What time am I talking about? I'm talking back in the 1970s. As a matter of fact, I believe, let me try to pinpoint it, maybe 1973, Gas line. Anybody remember the gas lines? Well, I recall going to school one morning, and trust me, the lines were so long. I mean, wrapped around the block maybe two or three times. And see, unlike Tampa or these southern cities, New York, you know, they park right in the middle of the street. They don't care. They just park. Pat out. I got a parking spot right in the middle of the street and dare you to touch their vehicle. So you imagine being wrapped around a block two times, waiting on some gas. And trust me, gas was not two seventy five, premium three nineteen. Gas was, I believe, it was maybe a dollar and something back then. But still, you know, <laughs> count your blessings because that was high back then. It's like who's gonna pay for that? Well, y'all stick stay, don't go away. We're gonna talk some more about the gas, but uh, we're gonna take this commercial break. And ladies and gentlemen, sincerely, I do want to say thank you. I've, been gotten, I've gotten some messages on my phone where people are tuned in. I want to say thank you very much uh, from my heart. Big ups to you. Um, give shout-outs, uh, Vince, um, Jackie, uh, Pastor Muldrow, um, and to everybody who's online, I, I thank you very much. And I hope this is not your first and only um, Time joining me on the power of being a winner. We'll be back. 
Hi, you're listening to the 50 Plus Radio Show, where the show is always so amazing. Sit back and relax and just enjoy the show. Now, let's get back to the show. Cool breeze in the summertime. Man, let me tell you, so we were looking out the window the other day, and I'm only bringing this up because I'm looking at another picture here, and this picture is trees bend in the tropical storm wind along North Fort Lauderdale Beach Boulevard as Hurricane Irma hit. And if anybody ever been along North Fort, uh, North Fort Lauderdale Beach Boulevard, okay, you know what time it is there. And as I'm looking at the picture here, I'm seeing the top of the trees just swaying. But I'm also looking down on the ground, and there's water covering up everything. This is definitely a flood. So this is the type of atmosphere that we were in. I mentioned gas. As the lady and I, we roamed the city, especially when we got down to the southern part of the city. and We, we even made our way over to St. Petersburg and uh, in that area, Gandhi, Gandhi Boulevard area. And I, and I want to bring out the fact that there were gas lines. And these gas lines were long. That's why it took me back to the 70s. As I started the show tonight, I mentioned that they were long, long lines long lines to establishments such as Burger King, uh, Checkers, you get the legits of it. These establishments were open, not at full service, but they were serving a purpose. I look at it like that, okay? They were serving a purpose. And I can only imagine a lot of these, and I'm I'm not going to say everybody, I'm not going to speak for everybody, but I can imagine a lot of those customers in line in their vehicles stretched around the block waiting to get there for something to eat. I can only imagine they were there for the most part because they had no electricity. And I can speak firsthand, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners, you probably didn't have electricity and may, and may not have, still may not have electricity because here in Tampa, Florida, uh, it is it is reported that uh, – Tico has stated that Tampa should be back online come this Friday. Now, as the lady and I was riding through um, Gandhi Boulevard, I will report that we saw up close and personally, we saw at least 20 electrical trucks. And on the side of these trucks, it says, H-O-L-L-A-N-D, Holland. So I asked the lady, I said, wow, can you look that up and see where they're from? So she uh, gracefully looks it up and come to find out H-O-L-L-A-N-D, Holland Electric, was straight from Michigan. So if there's any Michigan uh, listeners on, I know for sure there's one former Michigan uh, resident that is on. She she gave me a shout out. That's my sister Janice. So I'm sure she's probably familiar with Holland Electric. Well, they were here. I also got a call from brother-in-law who was up in the Poconos, and he gave me a shout out and said that, hey, 
you know, uh, there's help coming from Pennsylvania. My sister in Baltimore, she said there's help coming from Baltimore. So uh, that's a good report. And on our way home yesterday, believe it or not, I'm riding on 56. That's here in uh, Temple Terrace, Tampa, Florida. And all of a sudden, I discover there's a Tico truck. And I'm like, okay, what's up? So I decided to follow this truck. I'm right behind this truck. <laughs> and the truck did a did one of those sharp turns. Um, I guess he was trying to go around the building to come out on the other end. Well, it just so happened that as he went through the parking lot, the other end was locked, so he couldn't get through, so he had to do a U-turn, and he almost hit me. Okay, cool. But I followed him around, and as he came out, he went to the right and went up in the neighborhood, or the left and went up in the neighborhood. So, yep, I followed him. And as he got up further up the hill, guess what else I discovered, ladies and gentlemen? There were four trucks sitting on the curb, four electrical trucks sitting on the curb. And all I can say is, thank you, Lord, because something tell me we're about to be on. Two hours later, we were on. But I also think about those uh, people here in Tampa, those people in Miami, those people in uh, Key West. Just think about it. All these people who went out and bought tremendous about a tremendous amount of food and water uh, because of the storm. Now think about, unfortunately, all these wonderful people who who went out and bought this food. But unfortunately, they have to throw it away because it was spoiled. And I think about Miami, again, Fort Lauderdale, Naples, Fort Myers. You can only imagine how many people that are right now as I'm doing this show with a smile on my face, think about how many disgruntled, um, homeless, uh, uh, hungry Closeless people that are standing in the line wondering where their next meal is going to come from, where their next clothing is going to come from, where their next shelter is going to come from. These are the kind of things, if you even have a heart, that you think about. And yes, I will admit that I'm going to think about African Americans because I am an African American, so I'm, they're going to be in the front of my mind. And then, quite naturally, everybody else. And I do understand somebody might say, wait a minute, he's prejudiced. Wait a minute, you know, discrimination. No, I am far from being prejudiced, but I am uh, uh, being real. We got to look at this picture like it really is. It's unfortunate that it is like that, but as a whole, my prayer is that everybody, who suffered through this storm will be able to recover. My prayer is that everybody who suffered through this storm, uh, someone will reach out and give them a helping hand. And even here in Tampa, you know, um, I can I can point to just in the top of my head real quick. You know, we got the likes of uh, Walter Smith, the third, we got the likes of Candy Lowe. Um, we got the likes of, of my sister Hart. And we got others here in Tampa 
who are really stretching it out there, and they need they need to be congratulated for the work that they're doing here in Tampa. You know, you figure 240,000 people or greater without electricity. Now, the storm came through uh, Monday, Sunday, if you will, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And maybe, even though they say, you know, the electricity in Tampa will be up Friday, but can you really put your thumb on it? How long we as people can go without a meal? How long as we as people can go without a drink? Okay, the adults, we can hold our own. But wait a minute, what about the children? What about all those children who unfortunately are hungry? Oh, and what about those children who never been through a hurricane? You think they're frightened? You think they're scared? So, Hillsborough County, schools, since I mentioned the kids, have been pushed back till Monday. School is closed here uh, in Hillsborough County, Tampa, Florida, until Monday. At least that gives our children time to get their, their self together, their mind together their spirit together, their heart together. And anybody that knows Donald Dowridge, you know I'm 100% with the, with the children. Just have to take a pause there. Another point that I want to bring out that is very disturbing, and trust me, it happens every single time. There's no break in the action. And ladies and gentlemen, we're not even talking about a riot. We're not even talking about a riot. We're talking about a hurricane. And up on my screen, I have footlocker looters in Miami. The golden opportunity, lights out, the opportunity to snatch and grab. So I'm looking at these, and, and I hate to go there, you know what I mean? But I'm looking at these brothers. They got they got their pictures broad daylight. And my man, he got one, two, three, four, five pair, five boxes of Puma, Puma sneakers that he's getting ready to put in his car on camera live. So Miami, Tampa. And who's to say what's going on in Naples and, and what have you with the looters? Um, you loot, you shoot. I saw a lot of that as well on on up on the uh, the windows and what have you of homes and whatnot and businesses and whatnot. You loot, we shoot. And uh, to be honest with you, I agree because look. A lot of us are hardworking individuals, hardworking families, you know, and the struggle is real. Hurricane. As I get ready to wrap up for tonight, I can't believe it. It always happens. I got to stop having so much fun because uh, it's just like before I get started, it's time to go. I'm looking at water floods a street in the business district 
as Hurricane Irma passes through. This is down. This is downtown Naples, and this is the water gushing into the city, Tampa, Florida. Did we escape, or did we not? We did. We did escape. The gushing wind. that came through, as I look at the map here, of Florida, Key West, Miami, Port St. Lucie, Tampa, Deltona, Jacksonville, Tallahassee. And as the winds come in and they begin to, to swell, tur- twirl, we can see how the danger was beginning to elevate. Now, you're talking about a a Category 5 that touched land in Cuba, dropped to a 4, picked back up to a 5 going into Key West. So basically, all that water that was taken out of the Gulf, eventually it's twirling in this hurricane and is being unleashed upon these cities. The hurricanes, you know, they don't know you, they don't know me, they just doing what they do. And just to imagine, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day and they were telling me about Miami Beach and um how they got a report from a family member who had to evacuate saying that the whole Miami beach, and if you've ever been on, on the beach in Miami, uh, totally underwater. Now, I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, um, if you've ever been to Florida. I don't know if you've ever been to Miami Beach. Uh, I will say that have, if you have not been to Miami Beach, uh, I invite you to um, to take a trip to Miami, take a trip to the beach. It's an awesome experience. Um but just imagine the whole beach just disappeared underwater. And I also asked someone, I said, well, wait a minute. Um, downtown, the downtown area, you know, where, where, where the, uh, the Miami uh, uh, heat play, he said, yep, that was flooded as well. Now, the stadium itself is, you know, you got to walk up the stairwells, but the streets, if you will, were flooded. And quite naturally, the uh, the Buccaneers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Miami uh, Dolphins, they had to cancel their game because both cities were in jeopardy. And just to see the, 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 the street signs, just to see the trees swaying. As a matter of fact, my lady and I, we were at um, one of the historical high schools here in Tampa, uh, Middleton High School yesterday, cleaning up debris and what have you. And as we were up on the second floor, uh, putting putting the TVs back in the classroom, I just happened to look over the banister, and I noticed where this big, humongous tree had been snapped in half. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, that's some force right there. Thinking that 
other trees that I've seen in my drive that have been snapped in half. And all I can say is, wow. Aren't we safe? So, ladies and gentlemen, as I get ready to to wind down, I, I will say this. And I, first of all, I pray for all those who made it through this hurricane. I pray also for um, those that unfortunately um, their homes were flooded, demolished. I pray for those that are without right now because of this hurricane. But I will say this. The next time that it's reported in the future that a hurricane is coming this way, ladies and gentlemen, and the, and the warning signs are out there to evacuate, please take heed. You do not want to challenge. You do not want to take on a hurricane. You do not even want to take on an earthquake, a tidal wave. None of Mother Nature. She is nothing to play with. That is one raft that you will lose. So with that, as I give my parting shots for tonight, each and every one of you all and all of us, we are created for purpose. We have a life to live, and we must live this life to the fullest before it's all said and done. So until next week, that you continue to live your life to the fullest. And for everyone that's listening in Tampa, September the 16th, Saturday, the Black Business Bus Tour is on. And yes, I've been elected as one of the bus captains. So please, be there, 5508, 9 o'clock, we roll it out. So without further ado, this is your host with the most, Donald L. Dowrich, Jr. You can look me up online, 813-394-5875, or you can just Google my name. I love you all. God bless. Next week. Hi, I listen to the 50 Plus Radio Show, and you should too. It's an amazing and awesome show. So stop by and give some support. Thanks for listening.